Hello and welcome to another edition of Back of the Grid. I'm your host this week, Stu, and I'm joined as always by Tom. Hello. And by Chris. Hello. Uh, very poorly Chris this week. He's not very yeah, well. Yeah, I apologise for sounding horrific this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm you're, lucky to even, you're lucky to even have all three of us, to be honest. <laughs> like, the, the number of episodes that we've recently done where there's not been all three of us just because someone's either sick or can't make it for whatever reasons we keep making the mistake of having fun at the weekend and then forgetting that that means you have to pay for it for a few days afterwards (laughs) yeah we're not Not this is a hangover this is i just feel very i'm not gonna bore you with the details chris is just giving the game away he's just giving the game away anyway um we're here to talk about formula one um because that's that's kind of the premise of the whole podcast um and yeah we've had some car launches um, or, or some season. Well, we've had a car launch and some season launches. I don't know. This car, this, car this concept, launches. This concept of season launches. Before we get into this, really annoys the crap out of me. Like, why don't they just? I I can understand the logic of them not wanting to like you know launch their car, and maybe they're just trying to be honest and saying this isn't our new car. This is just the livery for the new car, and that's fine. But when you do what some of the teams have done and do a whole whole event just to show last year's car, then why why are you wasting my time? Yeah, like I don't mind if like Haas were upfront, they were like, We're gonna be showing off a livery. And it got to the launch time and they were like, Here it is. And that was it. And I was fine. Yeah. I'm fine with Perfect. that. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's fine. It's like a a digital launch like that. I have absolutely no problem with. Mm -hmm. Show us the new stick. Show us the new livery. Show us what it all looks like. It'll. uh, We'll we'll all talk about it for a day until the next one comes along, and everyone's happy because no one's wasted ages and ages watching it, waiting for it to be revealed. Tom, you had something to say. No, I was just going to say, like, for as an example, like all the Ferrari marketing is plastered with SF twenty three, like the the chassis number of the car, mm-hmm. I doubt highly that it will be that chassis that gets rolled out on the 14th. So why why do that? Why not just call it well, a livery well, worry, yeah. and be honest? Yeah, let, let's not worry about Ferrari yet because that hasn't <laughs> happened yet. So. No, but that's, that's, that's the kind <laughs> of thing that I'm talking about. Like, you just call, call it what it is. It's a livery reveal. Yeah. If, if they called it a livery reveal... You'd fine with it. Be, yeah, you'd be accepting of like if it is on last year's car or like a stripped back version of mm-hmm. something similar because you're not expecting a car. If they put start putting like chassis numbers against it and saying we're revealing the SF23 in Ferrari's case, it's the only one I know. So that's the, I keep repeating <laughs> that one. Uh, is it RB18 now for the Red Bull? 19 is the 19. 19. But it was basically the 18 that came out. Like yeah, yeah, oh yeah. If you start going. Here's the RB19. That's not the RB19. Stop pretending that it is. The really annoying thing is, as well, all of the news sort of outlets compare the launch photos from last year's car to the launch photos (laughs) of this year's car. Like the launch car, like like, you know, like the car last year in the launch photos was even remotely close to the Red Bull that actually even raced in in race one. Never mind for the remainder of the season. (laughs) Yeah. If you look at a photo of we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but if you look at a photo of the of the Red Bull from Abu Dhabi last season and then compare it to this car, literally it is only the stickers that well, yeah. one or two sponsor stickers that are different. Everything it's, else it's, about it's the, car the is um, identical to that car. It's the they're the same picture meme from the office come to life, basically. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> right. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into it. Let's get into it. So um we'll start with Haas. Because they were, we'll, we'll go in, I think, roughly chronological order. Um, Haas were the first one. Um, they, as we've said, they launched a new livery. There was mild excitement on the internet about the fin on the back mm. of the car, but people have debunked that as just a red herring within the render. Um, yeah. Was- Haas seemed to have done the weird third option of revealing a render of a car that has never existed and probably never will exist either. Yeah. Which is yeah, like a strange approach. Also weird. Yeah, yeah. Um what do we think to this livery? Are we are we excited about this livery? Is it interesting to uh, us? I I don't mind it. I think it's decent as liveries go. The 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 only thing that's I wouldn't say annoyed me about what we've seen so far, but like there is definitely a theme of as I was saying to Chris before we start recording 
like get as much black in the livery as possible yeah. so we can leave those yeah. bits bare from paint and decals basically like mm-hmm. there is there is 100% a theme through every car launched up to now of get as much black in the livery design as possible yeah well they've taken um, another two kilos off the minimum rate weight as yeah. well so yeah that but, that would be that you would find some of those kilos in taking off paint for sure yeah that that being said, I don't mind the Haas. I'm I'm glad it's he's kind of got he's got some vibes of oh which era of Sauber was it? Um kind of the Checo Perez era of Sauber. Mm. Um like the sort of early twenty tens, I guess. Yeah. It? But sort of darker because it's obviously black rather than grey. Yeah, the greyish. I'm glad for that because Haas have obviously had horrible shades of grey before mm. and so he's got 50, like you might say they've had 50 shades of grey in the past oh <laughs> feels like it <laughs> but yeah they I, I i do like it um it's a little bit different to what they've done in the past i think it's, well i think they got it feels like they're going back to their roots a little bit to me this feels a lot like the first house that we saw a little bit um it, at the very beginning when they what eight years ago now when they started in formula one yeah, it's like it's a new livery, but it is very much a Haas livery. Yeah, and I'd agree. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's a solid fine out of 10 for me. Um, it sort of reminds me of the um, the Renaults from a number of years back where if you looked at them nose on, it looked completely black. Then you look at it side on, it looked completely yellow. And kind of from an angle, you saw both colours. It's the same with this, like although... The side shots, it's a very black car. If you look at the nose-on shot, it's almost yeah. completely white, which is kind of cool. It's something that mostly works in studio photos and not actually on track, but yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it look, it, I mean, it looks like a Formula 1 car, doesn't it? It That's, sure does, yeah. Uh, and it's got money gram written all over it in really, really big writing, which is their new sponsor. We should probably mention that. Um there's really not much else to say. There's <laughs> to not say, really, no, is there? <laughs> still got um, still got bin lids for for wheels. Yeah, Ste- I did see still steelies. I did see someone point out as well. Haas are the only team at the moment that actually put the team name on the car, like predominantly. Like mm. you look at that car, yeah. you're under no illusion as to what team's car that is, and no other teams really do that, which is well. It feels a bit like we doesn't have a sponsor to put in this space, so I guess we'll just slap our own name there. But there's probably a small element of that. But you you got to remember, Haas are like kind of like a big player in the um, in the sort of tools. That's how tools, tools and machinery, and, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's kind of like industrial machinery, so like yeah. big lathes and things like that, and plasma cutters, yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff. They're in um, a way so their own biggest sponsor, aren't they? In yeah. a way, yeah. Obviously, like they're not. You know they're not Red Bull, but yeah, they do. They they have a reason for showing their own name within Formula One because engineering is a lot of engineers, a lot of engineering people watch Formula One, like Formula One, and Haas is a name that is kind of synonymous with engineering, so it makes sense for them to have their name quite prominent. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I get to, to to lackeys like us, to normal people who don't who aren't like big engineers, big into all that kind of thing. Then it, yeah, I guess like. Uh, you know, regu- your regular Joe on the street isn't going to look at Haas and think, and even know what it is. They're probably most people, most of your common Formula One fan, just know them as an F one team and don't have a clue yeah. about any of the sort of big machines that they make. Yeah. So you're saying anyway. you're not in the market for an industrial sized CNC tooling machine, Stu? <laughs> no, I mean I would love to be. The fun you could have with a great big lathe, or a, you know, or a, or a. Uh, a compressor. What's the what's that YouTube channel where they just crush things? Oh, hydraulic uh, press channel. Hydraulic yeah. press. Yeah, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Right. Anyway, <laughs> we're getting sidetracked. Um, Red so. Bull. Red Bull were the next one. So um, Red Bull held the longest season season launch ever, only to show us what is largely believed, as we've touched on, to be last year's car with different sponsorship logos on it. Um, Easily the driest launch I've seen in years. They spent an hour interviewing really, really charismatic action sports stars <laughs> about things that were just totally unrelated to Formula One. Um, it was so and hard. They, 
it was, and they and they just seemed to relentlessly plug the Miami GP as well. I don't know what I don't know whether that was like a scripted thing that they'd done, but the present the host was almost like putting the words in their mouth. It was like, oh, and yeah, Miami Grand Prix, Miami Grand Prix. Do you want to mention that? I, it felt to me like the that host's sort of knowledge of F one began and ended with he went to the Miami Grand Prix last year. So that yeah. was like, he <laughs> felt like that was his one sort of touch point of relevance. So we just kept yeah, going yeah, back maybe. to that. Maybe they, maybe they all had a big Red Bull away day together at the Miami yeah. Grand Prix last year and all got to know each other then. And that's that, their one common thread that they all know about each other. So they just stuck to that. Um, USA is obviously, sorry, Miami. USA is obviously a huge market for Red Bull right now. But to me, the whole thing just felt like uh like a bit of a keynote for Red Bull for mm. Red Bull organization rather than a Formula One car launch. Um, and it being a keynote, they did announce uh, a marketing exercise, sorry, a tie-up with Ford, <laughs> um, famous EV maker Ford from yeah. 2026. So that seems like a match made in heaven, doesn't it? It's Yeah, it's like <laughs> they came in and spoke about how much they want to do EV stuff. And it's like, you do know Formula E exists, right, guys? <laughs> Um, that's what I, mean, I thought that was the first thing I thought it's like they, they came in and started talking about all oh yeah electric motors electrification electric this electric that and it's like whoa 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 <laughs> don't let Formula 1 hear you saying that <laughs> <laughs> it's the whole thing and like I've, I mean we'll probably talk about the Ford stuff in more detail but like I, that as like quote unquote F1 fans that we are that event was not for us in the slightest. Like that event felt like this growth in America is a big real thing. We want to tap into that as much as we yeah. can. That event was for people who have only just got into F1, basically. And Red Bulls be like, look, we're coming to America to launch our car. And here's oh. all the cool things we do. Like here's what we're going to tell you is a brand new car, even though anyone who watched it before can tell it wasn't and you know what you know like danny ricardo was on stephen colbert's show um checo and christian horner on uh jimmy fallon i think like they just were throwing everything at it basically mm. i think the sad thing is i think you're right but i think the execution of this of this event completely misses that demographic because if you've only just got into formula one you're probably quite I don't know about you guys, but when I get into something new, I kind of want to know everything about it. Like, I'm like, give me yeah. more of that, more of that, more of that, please. And instead, if if I was a Formula One fan and I just discovered Formula One and Red Bull and I've been watching Drive to Survive or whatever and I was just getting into it and Red Bull show up and do skateboarding, <laughs> <laughs> then I'm like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love skateboarding, but... That's not why I'm there. I'm there for Formula One, and I spent they literally spending an hour sitting and watching them just yap away. So, about inane poten potentially in their defence, a point that McCheco just made in the chat, which I'd read elsewhere, is that apparently originally the whole thing was supposed to be outdoors in Times Square, and I think for weather reasons they had to very last minute move the whole thing indoors. So maybe in an outdoor setting they had some more like cool visual stuff planned that they had to can like i don't know the whole thing just felt very i'm sure like just bizarre and like i mean that'd be a sick thing to do that'd be right to do a takeover of times square all those screens yeah. all that stuff up there a huge you know a huge 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 marketing opportunity for for a big corporation like red bull to do something like that if you're especially if you're trying to sell more soft drinks in in the usa but Again, like this thing, even if this was the same event, but putting it on in a tent instead of on Times Square, the con if the content was going to be the same at that event, then it still would be, yeah, it's not... the essence of it would still be the same. You're still spending an hour watching people talk flimflam before you actually get to seeing last year's Formula One car. <laughs> so Very like, bizarre. What's the, the point of it? The very important question in all of this is, did someone kickflip over the top of the car? No, no kickflip. Opportunity Maybe missed. Maybe that's it. Maybe if he's in Times Opportunity Square. Opportunity missed. We'd have got a kickflip. Kick, kickflip, and then Instead someone of... on a BMX doing a little like tail whip, and then kickflips, tail whips. Yeah, just <laughs> get just... someone to snowboard in, do an indie grab. Yeah, indie grab, one eighty indie or something. Mm. Melancholy is actually well, melon is my actual favourite. Um... <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Favourite. And any any of those tricks over the top of the card, I've been Tape happy it. with. Yeah. <laughs> Superman Train going flip. across a 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is it. Like, this is the crazy thing. Red Where Bull are all these things? Awesome, like, really, really cool personalities and and even vaguely motorsport related other athletes in their roster. Yeah. And the athletes they chose just didn't. Th- there was just no thread connecting them to Formula One, no. other than they went to Miami or they were going yeah. to Miami, and it's just like. Yeah. None of them had anything interesting to say about the sport that we'd all tuned in to to find out stuff about. So again, yeah, you know, fair play to. I mean, look, they've got to they've got to do an event. They've got to launch their car. They don't want to show next season's car yet, which is fair of enough. Not. But and they certainly don't want to ship it all the way to New York. So logically, they're going to use last year's car. But you know, to then label it RB nineteen. When it's just I, obviously it's just not. last year's car, yeah. it's just yeah, like I, mean, I felt sorry for the drivers as well. Like they did yeah, the big reveal awkward, of what was clearly it? just the same car. I was like, oh, what do you think? And like Max had to be like, well, obviously we've had a similar livery for a number of years mm. now, and it looks good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really clutching at straws there, Max. Mm. Do you know the yeah. irony of the uh, the Red Bull livery every year is it's exactly the same and it's always the one we talk the most about. Have you ever noticed that? I mean, because we complain for 15 minutes straight. We complain for so long. I think, <laughs> I will say, they did do one in vaguely interesting thing. Can you remember that guy that went viral about probably two years ago um, drawing his house, Mr. Doodle? Oh, just, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah, all yeah. house white and then doodled around the whole house. Yeah. Like you do. Um he did that to the Formula One car and he was wearing a jacket and a suit that had sort of stitching that was all of his style of doodles as well. Um, fine. I think, that, you know, it looked kind of, the car did look kind of cool, but I, it is a meme from, again, from a long time ago. So and they're of... doing a thing as well where there's like a competition where like you can enter livery designs that they're going to use like a couple of races this year as well, which again is cool in itself, but... I just I could continue to find it weird that for such a cool company like Red yeah. do Red Bull do so much cool stuff and have you know the whole media house and just everything about them just oozes cool and they have got the most corporate boring livery in Formula One. I think even it's- Mercedes, who are like as big a corporate entity as you can think of, have more interesting liveries than them. I just don't really get why. Mm. I don't know, yeah. but the, the, I guess the, the running theme with that is everything associated with Red Bull is exactly the same. All you have to do is like look at the helmets of anyone who's considered a Red Bull athlete, and they're all basically the same helmet. Yeah. Like, across any sport, you know, the... the, the I don't know, gen- like, Danny Rick's helmets were always pretty... No, no, I mean, I mean just, just, oh, generally, mean just generally speaking... Across every single sport where an athlete is Red Bull sponsored, essentially it's some kind of like dark blue theme with the Red Bull down either side. And yeah, fair enough, there is variations on that for some people, like your Max Verstappen's of the, you know, like these headliner things. But most people wear what is it? Is the is it the Bavaria kind of blue and you know the thing that Seb used to wear yeah. quite a lot? It's it's that like how many how many like windsurfers and snowboarders and whoever else have I seen over the years and mountain bikers that basically just wear a helmet that looks like that. It feels like <clears throat> in every Red Bull athlete's contract, there's like your helmet will have a Red Bull logo that is a minimum of this size, like yeah. <laughs> in this position, yeah, I, I mean, in this that fashion. I can, yeah, I can kind of, I get a lot of them do. Yeah, I suppose. Um, um, what? And maybe they're, then they're just extending that to the Formula One car. Pretty much, yeah, basically. <laughs> That's what you're saying. So um, yeah, it's it's boring, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Same. What old, do we reckon to the whole Ford thing? That I find that far more. Yeah, the Fords. So the Fords kind of interesting. So yeah, they, they've they've announced their tie up. So Ford uh, obviously don't make um, or, or or are ending their internal combustion engine car production they don't make or they're not designing cars with internal combustions in it no. oh, God, I can't remember. internal combustions in them internal combustion <laughs> engines in them so they're only do that yeah they're electrifying their brand um 
And I guess like the the synergy with Formula One from twenty twenty six to to Ford is that they're they're really like upping the power of the electric motor in Formula One and the and the mm-hmm, batteries yeah. and stuff like that. So all the electrification stuff, you'd effectively from twenty twenty six got what is ne- what is a Formula E car now plus a a, a V six turbo yeah. engine. I don't know. It's not going to be a turbo anymore, is it? It's just going to be V6. No, t- hybrid. The, the, the hybrid element is going to come from uh, Curse. No, I think that... Well, no, they, they are still, the turbos. They're also going to be turbos. Yeah, they're also turbo, They're losing okay, so. the MGU H. H. H, even, yeah. K is the brakes. H is, K is the, the brakes. We need the brakes. <laughs> that's from the turbo. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So that's the most complicated bit. So the... And the reason that's the most complicated bit is because the temperatures involved in spinning a turbine and then having something else attached to it, the tolerance is involved in that and, like, making sure everything stays the right shape while it's spinning at such high velocities makes it very, very mm. difficult to make... To, to connect a motor to it, which is essentially what your MGUH is, and they fail a lot because they get bloody hot while they're generating electricity because the, the spinning speed is just so high of that rotor. So by canning that, it makes it so you're back to a traditional turbo V6 engine, um, and yeah, you've got the curves and the battery storage and stuff with a big, hefty, powerful, 300, roughly 350 horsepower um, electric motor attached to the powertrain um and which is roughly the same as the power delivery i think it's 350 kilowatts the power delivery of a um of a formula e car currently so and and we've all seen how how much quicker the formula e cars this season are that they look so so rapid so imagine that plus (laughs) an engine like a powerful you you know v6 turbo probably generating circa 750, 800 horsepower probably in these cars reliably across the season. Mm-hmm. Um, capable of much more probably when they turn them up during qualifying, but obviously they're not going to do that so often, especially when you've got a, you only get three for the year. Yeah. But yeah, Ford, so back to Ford, Ford's connection is the batteries, the the motor, the yeah. power storage, all that kind of thing. Um, and I guess it is like, if you're a brand who's electrifying your lineup, then there is a connection here, but I do think that the the fact that there is a a V six internal combustion engine attached to this kind of like alienates Ford from it from from this somewhat. I don't know. It seems strange to me. I think uh, Formula for me personally, Formula E would be a better move for for uh, for Ford, but maybe they, they can see something we can't. Maybe in, well, I mean, see, it's the I, audience. See, I think it's, it's yeah. I think it's quite smart on Ford's part because like there's no denying that they they are not here because they want to compete in Formula One. They're not here because they want to design amazing new technology. They're here because they want to again, like we were saying about the launch events, they want to tap into this lovely big new American audience. And this is probably the cheapest possible way they can do it and also have some because like they, they were never going to start their own team they've got no interest in spending that kind of money no i don't think they necessarily wanted to build whole power units themselves either because that also costs a lot of money but to just come and link up with an existing powertrain company and help out with some batteries and motors and get your badge on the side of a potentially winning team straight away is it's a smart yeah. way of doing it. Mm. It sounds familiar somehow, that doesn't it? Though it does, that doesn't concept. it? And didn't they? They don't. Didn't the teams not like the idea of a couple of weeks ago of someone doing weird? That? Isn't it that? Yeah. Really weird. Andretti and Cadillac. Tiny <laughs> bit of hypocrisy <laughs> creeping in, just a tiny yeah, little bit. What in Formula One? No, I know, right? No, don't be silly, Chris. <laughs> Come now. Um, yeah, it is exciting. Um, I, I, it, is, it will be nice to see the Ford name in Formula One. I think, um, even if yeah. it is technically kind of a, of a marketing exercise, <laughs> um, say it quietly. But um, yeah, the last time Ford were in Formula One was it was like Ford Cosworth era, wasn't it? Where they it was the Stuart Stuart Ford Stuart Ford. That was a la- yeah, that was yeah. the last one that was. Uh, Jag- no, Jaguar. Jaguar were technically Ford. Oh, yeah, Jaguar were technically oh, were, Ford as well. That's true. But yeah, Which, the, they the sold last... the team to Red Bull. To Red Bull. Yeah. The, the last out-and-out Ford, purely Ford car, was the, yeah. the 
Stewart one, which was the one before Jaguar, wasn't it? It's, yeah. it's still still the same team. The old yeah. Ford Cosworth power. Yeah. Mm. Although Cosworth, are a, we should point out, Cosworth are a completely different company. Who, yeah. an engineering company based in the UK, who they were at that time, back during the Ford Cosworth era, were the sort of like AMG is to Mercedes, or yeah. like, um, I don't know, another example of a different company that does tuning for cars. Give me one. Uh, oh, I'm actually struggling to think of one now. I can't think of any that are like in-house. <laughs> well, they weren't even in-house with the Cosworth. It was just a, a direct deal. AMG is like f- in-house to Mercedes now. Yeah, but they, AMG used to be their own engineering company. Yeah, they and did. They, yeah. And then they were bought by Mercedes into, you know, yeah. To, to do their race engines for everything. I mean, May- um, Maybach's another one, but Maybach's, again, Mercedes. They're just ridiculously expensive ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's the Porsche one. Is it H-U... Oh, Roof. Oh, Roof. Yeah, Roof. Roof. Yeah, Roof. Roof. The, they're not actually owned by Porsche, but they have a very deep connection to Porsche. Yeah. Um, so that's another example. Is Gazoo's anyway. separate to Toyota as well, isn't it? They used to be, but now again, similar, similar thing, to AMG. Kind of yeah, house, yeah. Uh, that's Gazoo Racing. Um, so uh, Cosworth on their own, are, 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 they make turbos for GT eighty sixes and <laughs> um, and do a whole like package. No, really superchargers. They do a supercharger package for GT eighty six. It actually makes them really, really, really good. Not that they're not already <laughs> really, really good. But yeah, a little, little bit of tidbit <laughs> of side information about Cosworth for you there. Shall we talk about Formula One again? Let's. Um, so yeah, um, Ford, exciting conclusions. Yeah, it's cool that they're coming back. It's not as exciting as like, and again, it works both ways as well because the whole reason the Porsche thing fell through is because they only wanted to do it if they could come in and buy a big old chunk of the team and Red Bull didn't yeah. want that. So this way, Red Bull keep control of everything. Ford get their name on the side. It It works for everyone. Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I I can't see like anything that negative about it. And like Chris says, I think overall, if um, it's mainly an exercise to get then like supply battery power, essentially electric power, and market their EV range of cars because of the thing that they're changing from a road car perspective i think it's probably the easiest way to do it because the audience is like there in front of them and electric cars are like the way purchasing is going generally isn't it so yeah i think the only only issue i have is the it's the andretti thing i think like they don't have a leg to stand on Uh, oh yeah 100 100%. i think if anything it probably opens the door for andretti to find a way in because they can now turn around and say, well, that can't be a valid reason. But then also the, all this Ben Sulman stuff is kind of messing that up a little bit as well, isn't it? Let's I not think, get into that, but it's I think moves one of the, the only The only slight difference for me with this compared to the Cosworth one is essentially Cosworth were looking to just rebadge an engine that was nothing to do with them in the slightest. Whereas at least from the sounds of this, it will be some sort of um, kind of partnership with whoever's doing the main combustion powertrain. Did you just say it, Cosworth instead of Cadillac? Uh, yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, I meant because we're talking about Cosworth. Easy mistake yeah, to sorry. make. Sorry, the, the Cadillac thing of rebadging an existing Renault engine, I think, was the one that people were talking about. Whereas, yeah, at least with this, it's Ford coming in to do the battery electronic side of things and alongside, you know, whoever... It will be badged as for the yeah, it's, for the combustion side of things. So some level it's, of input from day one. Yeah, it's a little bit different. But theory. yeah, it's it's theoretical, isn't it? It's all talk at the minute as to what exactly will be happening. Yeah, they've not actually confirmed any of this. No. All, all they've said is that we will look. It's at all marketing putting, at the minute. Yeah, we, we yeah. they've said we will look at making our engineers go to Red Bull and taking some aero stuff from Red Bull for our production cars. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean. Even then, like back, just just you know, another reason why that argument falls apart is look at Alfa Romeo. Like we've got Alfa Romeo written on the side of a car. It's basically last year's Ferrari every time. So again, like yeah, makes no sense to me. But anyway, um, shall we do Williams? Yeah, 
So Williams pretty much just launched last year's car again. <laughs> it looked like to me, yeah. like it's I don't know about you guys, it? but like yeah, it's got a different background. <laughs> but it it feels a, a refined version of last year's. I think it's a little less busy. It's basically the same, just a bit less busy and a bit more refined. I think they've taken some of the paint off to reveal more carbon fiber, just like Who'd they did at thunk? the start of the season. So Who'd when you thunk? compare when you compare these two launch photos last year's and this year's, yes, there are some differences. But actually, again, if you look back to Abu Dhabi and compare this car to that, then they're very similar yeah in, mm. in lots and lots of ways um williams um i, I like the duracell thing out on the top of it i think that looks kind of cool yeah the duracell is really cool it's, it's old heart they've done it they did it at some point in the season last year um gulf are now a sponsor with the possibility of a special livery um so not the huge tie-up to the golf tees that we got a few weeks ago that no. the internet lost yeah. its mind over. Um, this, I mean, this, this, look, yeah, it's it's a Williams. It's it's got golf stickers on it. Um, the, there's not really much. A weird, a weird lack of other stickers I've noticed yeah, as well with that. Space. With whether that's the there's still sponsorship agreements, kind of just ongoing in like in late stages or something before they put them on the car but yeah the 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 side pod and air intake area looks very sparse on the williams Mm. it looks like you know when you're like in the f1 game and you first start your team and you're allowed you can get like two sponsors (laughs) but you're not you're not well known enough to have many more sponsors and all the other slots are locked and you can only pick from two or three that's exactly what it looks like that's basically where Williams have been in Formula 1 for the last six years it does their first season in the game it just gives me those vibes of yeah it's your first season in the F1 game and you've not got many livery spots and you've only got like really boring just white text sponsors like Stevens and whatever the other one is Mm. (laughs) the um the golf thing is interesting though because obviously there was a lot of talk about will they have a full on golf livery and I think I read the deal is supposed to be worth like twenty or thirty million dollars. I think, and that doesn't um, get you a title sponsorship. So, so this is the thing. I think, although it is essentially the same livery, in many ways, I think that's a good thing for Williams because they've bounced around between liveries constantly for the last I don't know how many years, and with them doing broadly the same thing this year, it kind of feels like them sort of settling on an identity almost, which I think is a thing they needed. And for them to be like, we'll take that level of sponsorship money, but that's not enough for us to change our identity again and, you know, have yet another paint job. Mm -hmm. I, I can kind of see, I think that's a good thing that they're trying to have a bit more consistency and like, because it kind of matches up with what's been going behind the scenes, right? There's been so it's been so tumultuous behind the scenes at Williams for years now, and I think the livery constantly changing is almost like a visual representation of that. So, yeah, someone saying actually we need to like settle on a brand here and settle on an identity, I think, is a good thing. Well, or maybe it's just a, let's not worry so much about the paint job and worry more about the shape of it and what's also, going underneath it. Also, yeah. a good thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I prefer that. <laughs> I prefer that idea to the Hopefully. sort of yeah. I think the idea that they they sort of need to settle on a brand. I don't know. Like you don't see many of the other teams sort of really sort of sticking to just the same. I mean, this is practically the same for all intents and purposes. It is, it's but not like often you see like the same get rolled out the year after. Like McLaren have had a different livery every year for a number of years now, but it's still been variations on the same theme whereas Williams yeah, it still yeah. feels, it like, feels like five years of literally every season it's been like start from scratch here's a whole new mm. look and like never stick with it so yeah I think that's I think that's fair to say actually yeah I'm with you there. um I really like the little blue um wheels go this way rotation arrows that I've got <laughs> on the rims <laughs> yeah just yeah. in case yeah 
Hmm. Although they're not a team known for having like terrible pit stops, are they? They're fairly solid pit. No, they're they pretty like, good. Actually, huge like mistakes in pit stops. Not like they need them, but <laughs> at least they're trying to do something with the Steelies. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Steelies. God, I wish they'd get rid of them. They must. They must have like such a big effect on the aero yeah, for them to be to. keeping them because I think it's really sad. I think there's such an interesting opportunity there to have a different, like I've said this again and again and again, I say it every yeah. year, the wheels are one of the most interesting parts of a Formula One car for me. And most car people, like wheels are an interesting part of a car. They're coming such, such different shapes and sizes. They're always interesting to look at different styles, different colors, different everything. And they just cover them up every year. They're just covering them up. There has to be a way of either making a, a you know, making even if it's like make the wheel a standard shape for everyone and don't cover it with the with the bin lid, then then do that because yeah, because they've already not, got standard doing, rims like yeah, yeah, halfway do, there. It's not doing BBS. I think it's BBS who are the it, wheel it definitely yeah, yeah, it definitely one. was. I don't know if it still is, but it, I think it, it is. Was. I think I think it is. It's not doing them any favors because you, unless you're a big F1 fan, you don't know. Yeah, BBS. You don't know who you don't know who the wheel person is, and that's like. I get oh, Formula One just must, must be paying an absolute fortune. Yeah, they to make must these be because mm. they're not getting any exposure. It's crazy. Then, then again, if if the choice is between having nice looking rims that generate tons of wake and mean they can't follow each other as well as having ugly wheel like ugly True. dustbins, I'd definitely take the latter. Mm. I just but, think there has to be a better solution. Yeah. Something prettier than that, anyway. Yeah, th- th- there has to be a way of making a wheel that you can see. That doesn't have this weird cover over it. That's what it is. Or if you're gonna put the cover over it, at least make it so that like they're like the old wheel covers that they used to have. Yeah, this the like, stays in one the place. So you can use it as ones. an arrow kind of thing. Yeah. Very much feels like an afterthought, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, right. Moving on. Alfa Romeo Sauber, and that's what I'm gonna call them from now on because <laughs> from next year I think it's just Sauber. So yep. let's let's transition yeah. smoothly to that so that it's easier <laughs> for us in the future. Um, an actual for an actual 2023 Formula One car, or is it? Um, kind of. The, the physical car at the event looked quite different from the one in the renders, so we'll see what they show up to testing with. But like most teams, it's a show car, and the one that shows up at race one in Bahrain is probably on March 5th. Is probably not going to be the same car. Mm. Um, I would say this has been the most interesting of the launches so far, and um, definitely the biggest change in color scheme. Clear bodywork differences from the 2022 car. Um, it kind of looks like a Frankenstein of the last year's Ferrari and last year's Red Bull to me. Mm, um, yeah, I, those those side pods are very Red Bull, aren't they? They're yeah. You mean the not that so you're not you're not talking about the openings to the side pods, obviously. No, like Ferrari, the, 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 actual... the shape of them, like the curvature yeah. of them, is very much what Red Bull yeah, did it's like last year. Yeah, two cannons down either side of it. Isn't yeah, it? Like backwards. Um, yeah, hopefully for Alpha, it picks up mostly the positive traits of each car. <laughs> if it did, it would be a pretty quick car. So. Yeah, because they they basically said that the design choices they made with last year's car basically got them to a point where there was a limit to how much they could improve it. There was like a hard limit because of a choice they'd made from the start and that knowing that they've now been able to design this year's car you know, in the opposite direction, basically, to avoid that problem. So yeah. mm-hmm. that's basically all whole... the development work's been around the back end of the car. Um, Lead them down a whole set of new alleys to get yeah, to probably get backed up into. But yeah, happens. Um, I like it. I like I like the airbox, to be honest. It looks a bit different. Like, you've got that... A, a lot of teams kind of split the airbox into yeah. it up. But, like, this is kind of staggered. There's the lower bit that comes further forward. And then there's kind of the upper bit that's sort of set further back. And I'm sort of intrigued as to what benefit that has. <laughs> so I'd love to like mm. sort of see someone from a tech point of view break that down at some point. Because yeah, so I'm, I'm intrigued of, by it. Instead of having the roll hoop, it has like a, the roll pillar, doesn't it? Mm, up the yeah. middle. So I wonder yeah. if there's like... Maybe they maybe they've got like a weight saving. Maybe they've found a way to make a pillar a well, lighter than a hoop because weight higher up saved is worth a lot more than weight low down. Yeah, as well. I wonder if this design is going to pass the new more stringent tests that they brought in. 
after um, yeah, Joe's crash. Yeah, it must Joe's have, crash otherwise even. they wouldn't have uh, they wouldn't have even launched it if it wasn't going to pass the tests. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I guess, but I mean, we'll I mean could also just be, with. it could also just be an airbox that they'd put in for testing and have stuck on the car I mean, for yeah, this so reveal. Many. Like, yeah, there's a lot of things yeah. that could be. Yeah, just because it's on there, like we've said, it doesn't mean it's going to be on there come race one. So. Um, I kind I kind of hope it does pass though because I'm I am intrigued as to like say how how it'll sort of pan out that that mm. multi split and the I'd, it's probably not nowhere near intentional but when I look at it head on I can see the quadrifolio the the four leaf clover that's like the Alfa Romeo sporting symbol <laughs> I don't know why but in my head that's what I can see when I look at it straight <laughs> on so I kind of like oh, yeah. that that oh, element yeah. of it yeah, <laughs> that it looks I can like see that. that. In a way, yeah. I'm sure, it's a happy like accident, that. but I quite like Yeah, that. I think it is um, definitely a happy accident. I don't think they design their entire aero philosophy around a logo. <laughs> God, that would be banter, <laughs> wouldn't it? Um, yeah, the, so it's got it's actually got Alfa Romeo written on it in the same way that Haas has got Haas written on it. Yeah, actually. Um, it's, got, it's got steak written on it as well. It's a new big sponsor of theirs. Um, it's a lot of red, a lot of carbon fibre on show. Um, I, I do think it looks a bit of a demon. It, it looks cooler than the last year's car. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Chris the, clearly doesn't. Chris doesn't agree. <laughs> I, the thing is, in isolation, I think it looks really nice. It's the only livery so far that's a big departure from the previous years. And the previous Alfa Romeo livery was probably the best looking on the grid. And in purely aesthetic terms of the paint job, I don't think this is as nice as the ones I've had in the last few years. But again, I, the theme this year is every car is going to be more black than it used to be. So Yeah, I, I do sort of miss, I think one of the things that you're maybe alluding to there is the way that the the snake from the logo it was kind of it was kind of in the partition between the white and the red on the airbox, yeah. wasn't it? That part of the logo. So that I mean that was a nice element of last year's. So it is a bit sad that that's not there. But I mean, overall it just looks I think it looks quite slick to be fair. It sort of looks as well like the red is gloss and the black is matte, which is quite interesting. I think yeah. the, the black is just raw carbon. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Um, and the red is the red is definitely gloss. Uh, I, it yeah, also, I, I like that if, look. I think it looks cool. If you look at it top down, it looks like Carlos Science. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you actually look at it from top down, it looks like last year's Ferrari overalls. You know, the red with the big black stripe oh, across yeah. the chest. <laughs> so it's just, it was just banter. <laughs> I mean, they <laughs> are it does kind look of a lot like that. It is baby Ferrari, Ferrari. Too, aren't they? So. It is baby Ferrari for sure. Yeah. yeah, it definitely looks like a baby Ferrari this year. But also interesting is how they've almost gone to, they've moved kind of towards an Audi kind of livery because those are sort of, the, the red in that, in that livery is kind of the Audi sport red. It's not yeah. like it is it. Yeah, it's, it's not far off it. So Alpha's got the the red history though, hasn't it? It's same, Alpha also same ties. Does, yeah, same ties as what Ferrari has to like the scarlet reds and stuff. But so I think I I, I see what you I see what you're thinking, but it still looks Alpha to me because that's like an Al that to me looks like an Alpha red. Like it's what I imagine an Alpha road car would, you know. Yeah, come down the street I'm, in. I'm already far more interested in what their car's going to look like next year when Alpha aren't part of the team anymore. Yeah. But yeah. Um, that's getting way ahead of ourselves. But yeah, I mean, it's an interesting car. Like I say, the side pods are very Red Bull. There's those like sawtooth things in the side of the floor, which I've already seen people say are definitely illegal. That's just in the render. It's no way it's going to be there um, on the final car. I mean,. It's got steak ring all over it, which is uh, some crypto nonsense. So uh, they'll probably go bust and be off the car again by like race five. But is that what that is? I thought it was like for some sort of it's... restaurant or something. No, it's more crypto no. nonsense. <laughs> um, yeah, the the floor is definitely not going to be the floor that they. Right, I'd be amazed if that was the floor they ran. That looks so draggy. No, it's <laughs> it's me. super illegal. Is it? Yeah. Illegal and druggy. Then um, yeah. the interesting thing about this car, though, is that you can actually buy it. You can go, and this, this is not a sponsor section or anything like that. You <laughs> could go on um, 
the F1 Authentics page, whatever the URL is for that, and um, they're auctioning off the show car without the non-running show car for money. Um, it's one thousand pound bid increments, and I can tell you at the time of recording this podcast, it's currently at seventy-two thousand pounds. <laughs> to pass. I'm just yes. like, why? <laughs> unless you're going to buy it, and unless some, I would look. I said this to you guys earlier. I would love for like some YouTuber to buy it and then turn <laughs> it into a running car and make a whole series on it. I think that'd be yeah. really, really cool. But I'd, you'd have to be a pretty special YouTuber to already to have the 71. Well, to to be able to bid enough to buy it, I think. But it just shows you that there's always some muppet who's got the cash to buy some Formula One tat, isn't it? I mean, it looks like like reading the description. It's got all all the bits are there to get it running. Like it has, it is built with proper stuff, and it does have like it doesn't have an engine. Well, no, they don't have any, it's so it's non-running, so it's not got the stuff in to make it go. But like in terms of suspension and steering rack and stuff, like it's all mm. there and works. Yeah, well, well, they need to maneuver it. I don't think it. I don't think it'd be very fun to drive. It won't have proper components. Oh no, not at all. Go around a corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love someone to put just a bog standard like six uh, V six engine in it though, and see if they could actually make it go. Just to see what it did. <laughs> oh, you also get some race suits and boots with it as well. Which Excellent. Makes the seventy two grand slightly yeah. more palatable. I mean, I think the floor is probably more. I'm like ready last for the years. track. I'm ready for the track at that point when I've got boots and exactly no yeah. helmet yeah. though. It's we'll, not a helmet. That's Come on. it. We'll give you. We'll give you the overalls. We'll give you the boots. We'll, we might even give thrown a helmet. We'll give you the chassis, but you won't be able. To you drive. need an engine. <laughs> yeah, you need an engine, mate. Ridiculous. But uh, look, someone's going to be very happy with their Alfa Romeo Sauber thing show car one day, aren't they? I mean, that fourteen people have bid on it so far. Four. Well, at least. <laughs> Yeah, fourteen people have tried. Maybe that maybe that's just fanatics bidding it up. Yeah, <laughs> you, it you know like full fun. well that give it give it a year or two and that we're going up the hill at Goodwood with a, some sort of a, <laughs> some sort of Frankenstein engine in the back of it. I think that'd be great. I think a two J in the back of it running like a thousand horsepower. <laughs> then why not? If you can fit a two J in the back of one of these, I probably doubt you doubt. You could, but, yeah. That's a lot more interesting than someone just buying it to just stick in Put the it on garage. a wall. Yeah, yeah to yeah, look exactly. at and say, oh, I own yeah. an F1 car. So we've heard the Pirellis on it probably come to about 20 <laughs> yeah. grand already. Just yeah. around, so. Stick them on your road car. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's that's all the car launches we've had so far. Um, I hope you enjoyed that little rundown that we've had of the thing. We've got <laughs> some more bits to get through. There's some um, remaining car launches uh, we've got on February 11th, well, through Next week, essentially, most of them get done from the 11th to the 16th. Um, that's all the other teams. Then we've got some inbox to get through, so shall we do a bit of that? Yeah, would you like a jingle? Oh, yes, please. Always. Is. Uh, keep me saying now. But stay, but stay The first thing I've noticed about all of these is that all bar one of them start with Hey Man. Yeah, it's become Which a thing. It's becoming it's a, a thing. thing now. It's slowly become a thing. It's a thing now. Um, I'll take us through the first one. Um, someone called Max says, "Hey man, would you have done anything? Excuse me, would you have done anything differently with the liveries we've seen so far?" Mm-hmm. Interesting question. Yes. Um, what would you have done, Chris? I'd have left the Alfa Romeo more like it used to be. <laughs> I don't mind the fact that Williams have done more or less the same thing and I would have done literally anything else with Red Bull because I'd be bored of that livery for about five years now. So anything I, new would have been nice. Um, unfortunately, I can't remember the name of the person to give them the proper credit, but there was a nice set of redos on the Red Bull, which involved it not actually being that dissimilar. So it was on the like almost on the corporate lines, but different enough to look nice yeah um and one was very similar to the japan livery that they ran uh for honda the white mm-hmm. one and then another cool. another was similar to how the toro rosso used to look at one point like a really dark navy blue with 
more of the all red bull, the red and, bull cola livery. Yeah, the the yeah. cola style was... with the with the all red rather than the yellow, and those two really stood out for me as if Red Bull actually did that just for one season, just to break it up a little bit. They don't lose any brand identity by changing that, but it just it's just nicer to look at for a season. Yeah, I mean, even if you like do some, even if you do it the same, but you just do a different finish because they've gone, they've used that matte finish for again for about five years. Even yeah. if you just go down a different road and do like a chrome thing or something like that, or just go <laughs> go. Men- I mean, the weight of a chrome thing would probably be <laughs> no good for a Formula One car, but still, like something different. Even if you're doing the yeah. same sort of style, just do a different paint job or something like. Yeah. Um, Williams, I would have definitely done. I think you can apply that logic to both. I think Williams, I would have done literally anything else. Red Bull, I would have yeah. done literally anything else. Haas, I, I don't really mind. Like, it, it's not good. You know, it's not exactly turning heads, but I think Haas, I think Haas's livery is representative of what they need to do for their season is just keep their head down and focus on getting good points. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. No, the, the the alpha I really like. I think it looks cool. I wouldn't have done that any different. Yeah, I think the only thing I'd change about the alpha is what me and Chris were kind of talking about a little bit before, which is somehow incorporating the proper alpha badge into the into the transition between the black and the red, oh, a bit I like what they had last year. Though. They've done it so much. I don't think it needs it. I yeah. think this is different enough from what they've done in the past for, to warrant its existence for me like you could i mean you can go you know you can sit there and redesign it and go into all kinds of detail and to the nth degree about how you do x different how you do y different but uh you know the one on the nose (laughs) the one on the nose is a nice touch though in terms of something that i'd leave it yeah that does look cool you know what i would make the nose is nice if i would make any changes that i'd make that a bit smaller i mean that's too big i think it doesn't fit the space properly as a designer myself (laughs) but I'm not again. I'm not going to sit here and do work. <laughs> so let's. <laughs> Shall I read the next one then? Yeah. Truly Brugden says <laughs> has taken all their vowels out of their name, Charlie. But that's fine. Um, Charlie says, "How many side podless cars do you think we'll see?" <laughs> one. Well, two for the same team. <laughs> yeah, you'd I'll... be interested if they turned up with just one. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and say none. Yeah, I, I've, I'm kind of with Chris. I don't know if they'll stick to that because I don't know what they gained from it. I think we might see him kind of return to what some of the other teams have done with the really kind of tight entry points, but a more tr- traditional side pod at the rear, kind of like the Williams has got that vibe. The Red Bulls was one of the early adopters of it. Um, yeah, I think we maybe see something more like that across mm. cars. Unless, unless Mercedes really think there is something to be gained from that design and like a confident they can unlock it consistently, then mm. I'd be surprised if they stick with it. I, I think if that, I don't think that was bigger, had any real impact on the issues that they had last year. So I don't see a reason no, we didn't to have any from it. Yeah. It didn't have any issues, granted, but did it have any benefits either? So I, I guess would be, you change it? I think if it didn't bring any negatives and it only brought positives and, and your negatives are in a different area, then I think it's worth another shot at seeing yeah. what you can unlock with it. That's um, fair. Yeah. But, only, but only if it didn't bring with it negatives. If you had to yeah. make loads of compromises for it, then you'd probably get rid of it and do something else. But yeah. I don't I mean, think they really did have to do that. So No, I don't, I don't... It's The problems were not related to that, were they? It was no. all to do with the, the vertical travel. It's suspension. So, it was, I yeah. think most of it's suspension. Because they yeah. remember, they've been running that interconnected suspension for years and suddenly couldn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's what really killed them. But anyway, uh, yeah. next one. Next from Benson. Hey man, which do you prefer? V8 Burble, V10 Whale, or V12 Purr? Ooh. Um, uh, you've missed a few options off there, Benson. We've got... Uh, let me add them for you. You've got no, no, Gearbox. He asked the question. <laughs> yeah, He's given you three Benson's, options. <laughs> Benson's question. Don't, don't alter Benson's <laughs> question. <laughs> But um, the question comes with an agenda, though, doesn't it? It's obviously someone who, <laughs> who wants big, loud engines back at the expense of progression at technology, which I, mean, I don't have really much time I'm, for. So. Uh, yeah, but 
you can still have a preference of those three engines, which is it might for me it's V eight. V V tens and V twelves revved way too high. It was just too screamy. Is this specifically I guess because we're a Formula One cast Formula One podcast, they're talking about within Formula One, right? I'm gonna assume so. I'm gonna assume so, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. this is but yeah, I'd go V eight personally. I think I mean, the V8s all had um, weird exhausts, didn't they? Blown diffu- exhaust blown diffusers. Yeah. So they all had run over, and it was like, blah, 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 blah. Every time they, they went insane. around a corner, they just sounded like a bag of spanners. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to say V10. Like, not that for a second I think V10s have any place in F1 anymore and never will again, but there is some, like, there is nothing else that sounds like that. I mean, and if it's pro- just the sound, then yeah. Yeah. Uh, fair enough I'll answer based on that if it's just the sound then I- I'm actually a V12 I like a screaming V12 that's just like <laughs> as you, you know really really high pitch just absolutely mental can't hear anything else they're great and, for about 10 minutes and then it's like alright yeah. I actually like to hear myself think there yeah if you go to a day of testing and you've got V10s or V12s oh. or probably V8s as well we, I mean, we saw V10s go around at testing one year didn't we and whew, my goodness by the end of the day it was, well, I mean, you, you couldn't really hear. <laughs> no. I think the thing, like, to, to back up the point and the, and the cool thing about having, I mean, these cars are still loud. You know, you, you can't yeah, yeah. hear each other talking to each other when, when they go by you. So to, for people who have never, I think a lot of the people who complain about the noise Formula One car makes have never actually been to a Formula One race and heard the car themselves. Because <laughs> if they had, they'd know how bloody loud a, a V6 turbo is anyway. Um. So, yeah, that's my opinion. But I think like the cool, the, the sound of progression is a <laughs> lot quieter than the sound of wasted <laughs> energy. I think the the one thing I miss about the old incredibly loud cars is I remember being at like either on like you know Friday practice or in testing where there'd only be one car on the track, and you could sit at one corner at Silverstone and basically hear them doing the yeah. entire lap and you could just from the yeah. sound they were making follow them around the lap and that's like a cool mm. unique thing that F1 cars used to be able to do yeah, but yeah. like I say at the same time mm. I don't miss it that much the, the, I'd say the V10s were probably the last one you could properly do that with you could kind yeah. of do it a little bit with the V8 depending on how big the circuit was but yeah, yeah not the, the, the V10s are the last ones you could properly do that with but I think, you know, I think like if we just as my last thing that I'll say about it, like I think the sound of Formula One today is so much more dynamic and so much more interesting. You can hear so going many on, isn't more there? things, yeah, yeah rather I mean, than just the overwhelming sound of a screaming V12, yeah, think, V10. Think think about the lockup sounds and stuff like Exactly, like the tire, the, the, the tire squeal, squeal of rumble the rumble strips. Yeah. There's a lot of that that you don't you don't get in those older eras, yeah. which you can hear. I, I like the mix. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I like the mix. Whistling like through, you know, the and stuff like that. So turbo sounds. Yeah, I love good turbo not, not sound. Really, not really that often in a Formula One car, but you do hear the odd turbo sound here and there. Um, and my, fa- my my very favorite thing is being able to hear gearbox whine in a race car. That's like mm. a proper inside of a race car sound. To yeah. Me. And you don't really hear that. And in a Formula 1 car, you never used to hear it because the V12, V10, V8, whatever, would be overwhelming and you wouldn't be able to hear anything. And now you can actually hear that and you can also hear the electric motors and stuff working as well. I just think it's a way more interesting, dynamic audio experience compared to what it was when it was just a wall of one sound. There's there's more than just a combustion engine that makes the car move and makes the car high performance. Exactly, mm. and you've got much more of an element of everything now. Okay, shall we do the next one? Yeah. Um, Sarah Chris says, "Hey man," obviously, and then a little smiley, happy, fun, laughing emoji, emoji, emotion font. <laughs> um, <laughs> how worried are you about the lack of sponsors for Williams? They just need to get some levels on F1 2022 <laughs> or whatever to game is the last one. Just need they some levels. They haven't unlocked all the their fine. sponsor slots. Yeah, once <laughs> they, they got the splot, splots, splots, once they got the works. slots, they'll I'll be fine. <laughs> um, I think they will be okay. I'm not really worried about them for this season. They've just 
they've got some new management in there. You know, they wouldn't have James. There's no way James Vowles would have gone over there if they looked like they no. were in dire straits and they were going to sort of suddenly disappear. So there's also no way they would have gotten rid of Nicholas Latifi if yeah. they were in dire straits. Because although Logan Sargent brings money with him, he's not like he doesn't have Latifi or Stroll money. Yeah. Mm. I mean, um, the, the Williams last year. The Williams last year didn't have that many sponsors down the side pods and stuff. From what I no, remember, not really. It was the same sort of vibe. Like it's, it's not that dissimilar looking, really. Um, so, I'm I'm not really concerned. Not the the money comes from other places now, doesn't it? Like when it was still a, like a proper, I guess, traditional privateer team run by Frank and the Williams family up until the point that it was sold, it was a different scenario. Like they needed the money coming in from the drivers, from the sponsors and so on. Now it's kind of, are they officially venture capitalists, the firm that bought them, mm-hmm. I think? So like the money comes in through different means now and it's less concern- It's less concerning than during the family owning it era, let's put it that way. In the, that era, yes, it would have concerned me, but in recent times and um, with how, they did fine last year. I don't really see it as a problem. Shall I read the next one? Go for it. Uh, Wes says, hey man, so far we've seen two cars with black and are anticipating yet more. Some people say that black will wear less, but in actuality, <laughs> is it one of the heavier colours? Are we seeing black or a clear coat of raw carbon? Um. You're not even necessarily seeing clear coat overall carbon. You'd be seeing polished carbon. Just polished carbon, yeah. Yeah, I think it is. I, I think on the, for the most part, I mean, that's what was happening last year. Anything that was kind of black on cars like the McLaren and stuff that got stripped back to have a bit more black in the livery, it was essentially just going to raw carbon underneath, wasn't it, and just getting polished. Yeah, and you, the, so, the reason you'd polish it is because aerodynamically, obviously, the surface mm-hmm. becomes a lot smoother, so you get less drag from it, depending on what yeah. the requirements of that surface are. Um, and also, you will shed ever so slightly. If you were to completely polish the entire car, by polishing it, you are removing material and smoothing it mm-hmm. out, so you would, again, make it make it lighter still. And I know mm-hmm. it's like a it's a negligible amount, probably, but you know these these tiny, tiny differences are what make big differences over the course of a race so true. It, it makes sense yeah yep so yeah um next, next from one. paul d hey man can one of you buy a red bull or max hat for this season thanks no i refuse <laughs> i'll tell you, you what we'll do no i'm not even gonna risk it i mean what <laughs> one of us is clearly gonna buy a hat and put our curse onto someone i've not bought one yet i've not i've not seen team wear yet for this season so i'll have to go on the website and have a look i struggle to find team wearing hats that i'd even wear in the first place anyway to be honest so there's not many i'm just an idiot and well i'm i'm the kind of person that if he had seventy two thousand pounds would have bought an alfa romeo with no engine so (laughs) i am i know you are this is the i I know this about you you are that guy If I could write that up off as a Reach Studios expense to stick a giant red Alfa Romeo on the wall in the office, I'd do it. Would you keep that livery or would you get it repainted in Ferrari colours? <laughs> or I Red Bull no, colours? I'd, I'd, I'd get it painted in company colours. I'd get I'd get it done in red with like just Reach down the side pods you could and just, on, the, on the rear wing and stuff. You could just polish all the paint off of it and just get your own stickers printed and put those. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I'd do. That's, exactly God, what that's do. actually not a terrible idea. He's not somebody, a seventy-two grand idea. Somebody put me in touch with my accountant. <laughs> if only I had that kind of money. I'll be I'll be on the phone to the other uh, senior leadership team members later, just going, "Do we have enough money to buy this Alfa Romeo?" You've got thirteen <laughs> days to find it, <laughs> and I think you'll need a bit more than what's on there as well. Sadly, my uh, my favorite thing about this listing as well at the very bottom it says shipping options. Once purchased, this car will be available for collection for F1 Authentics. For alternative shipping options, we'll contact you after the auction closes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just, can, can just, DHL bring it for me, please? Uh, you know, I wonder, it'll be on the back like, of a cinch lorry. I wonder if it's like. Well, this is it. Can I you imagine? If, if, if you're listening outside of the UK, Cinch is a popular car buying. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like a, a it's like a car thing. Second-hand car dealership where they just deliver it to you 
Um, yeah. It's, 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 is another it's, one out it's there. It's a but... car delivery thing for people who don't like cars. <laughs> yeah, it's, if you want a car that you've never seen before in your life until it turns up on your doorstep after you've bought it, Cinch <laughs> is the website for you. Yeah, if you, aka <laughs> if you're a maniac, then yeah. This um, is where someone in chat goes, I bought my last car through Cinch. <laughs> Look, I can see Rock. I can see Rocky typing, and I just feel that's that's where that's going for some yeah. reason. People, people do have different opinions. I would personally never ever buy a used car without at least just physically touching it, it, smelling yeah. the inside of it. Would be like a, an important thing to do. You don't want to get into a car that's got someone else's bottom juice all over it. Um, oh, of all the things you could have said there, that's what you yeah. went with. Yeah, went with that. Um, Grim. Yeah, I mean, I could talk about used cars. Or I don't even own a car at the moment. Um, last one. Are we on to the last one? Yeah. We didn't actually answer that question. Is anyone actually going to buy any? I am absolutely not going to buy any Red Bull merchandise, I'll, I'm afraid. I'll tell you over time once I've had a look. I've not I've not been on the website yet to see if any teams have launched, have launched team wear, but it, I can guarantee you it's not Red Bull. I know you want me to curse it like I did with Signs and I do with everybody else. Although... Touch wood, none of my Lando purchases have particularly cursed Lando. That's true. So, but yeah, most true. of my other ones do. I think if I do buy any uh, Red Bull hats, it'll be in an ironic way. Um, <laughs> next one is from Danny Page, and he doesn't actually say "Hey man," but I think I might throw a "Hey man" in do there it. just for consistency. Um, hey man, <laughs> that. I feel bad about that now. No, no, <laughs> like, no it's, it's in there. It's happened now. It's done. It's done. It's um, done. Is the Alpha just a Ferrari being taken over by the Venom symbiote? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. Maybe. That's the perfect way to describe it, yes. Yeah, I like that. That is essentially what it is. Cool. And that's it. That's the end of the show. <laughs> um, so thank you all for joining us. We'll be, we'll be back next week with more um, sassy feedback on the uh, on the on the well, whatever whether they're the car launches, whether they're season launches, whether they're just livery launches, whatever they are, we'll talk about it. We'll be here. So. Um, Please uh, find us on all of the things and subscribe to us and our channels and things like that. Um, go to patreon.com slash back of the grid and become a patron if you'd like to be involved with the Discord and um, be involved more involved with the show. Um, and yeah, that's it. So it's goodbye and we will see you next time. So goodbye. Bye. Bye. Tell you what, if you are in the market for some Red Bull merchandise, all of last season's is on sale now, and it's just exactly the same as what this year's is going to look like anyway. So you might as well <laughs> yeah. just cancel that. Yeah. You get a, get a hat for eighteen quid, Tom. There we go. That's. Cheap. I mean, I might get one just to see if the curse is real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>